Welcome to Manager Tools. This week, the inaugural Manager Tools case study with special guest, Dan McGuire. Here we go. Here we go with the inaugural Manager Tools case study. Welcome to Webcom. Dean Morgan arrived at work in early 2000, expecting a normal day. Dean, at the time, was VP of Money Transfer Systems for Merit Financial Technologies in White Plains, New York. And he had recently been rewarded, lauded, for his integration of a company called Cashbolt, which was a bank-to-bank transfer software firm, into Merit Financial Technologies. It's part of the reason he was made VP of Money Transfer Systems. Dean was known as a good manager who had built a good team supporting him over the past three years. So Dean gets to work, and upon arrival to work, he's told the CEO wants to see you. So he's summoned to CEO Rich Rogers' office. This, Dean thinks, is definitely not normal. (laughs) Definitely not normal. So Rich Rogers, the CEO, greets Dean at his office with some news. He says, Dean, valuations of web and software-based businesses are getting soft. It's the internet bubble. We're seeing things come down. Yeah. And Webcom may not be as valuable an asset as we projected. Okay, so tell us about Webcom. Yeah, so, so Rich is referring to a financial software startup called Webcom that MFT had acquired eh, about two years before, primarily for this thing called Fast Trader, which is their online trading platform. And that was, the, that was Webcom's big offering, Fast Trader. And Webcom's headquartered separately in Ridgefield, Connecticut. It's about 90 miles north of White Plains, where, where Rich uh, is based. So he goes on, right? In light of our financials, it makes sense to cut back a bit. And we can't afford two offices. So now you have Webcom on their own in, in Ridgefield. I'm going to make this assumption. I don't think it's really germane. It's safe to assume that they acquired this web stuff, software. This is pre-2000. We're going to let them be themselves. We don't want to manage them. We don't want to integrate them. We want them to keep their culture and all that sort of stuff, because that's part of what makes web software firms so productive. Safe to say? Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Pets to work, all that stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. So, and, and, you know, we can't afford the two offices. We're going to make them move down here. And, you know, Dean is in Rich's office, and he's Dean thinks, you know, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah. It's, Rich goes on. Unfortunately, when I told Alex Gold, and this is Webcom's CEO, he resigned on the spot. Ooh. And alluded that others at Webcom may feel the same that he does. They don't want to be part of MFT. Even though they are part of MFT, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're funded by MFT. Yes. Exactly. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, in Rich's opinion, Alex didn't really take it professionally. I'll take it from here. So Dean, right, he says, ah, you know, look, boss, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe it's understandable that, you know, inevitable small companies, they get fully integrated. They're like, ah, I, don't, I don't like it anymore. But nevertheless, even if it's understandable, it's still disappointing. And so Dean asks Rich, what can I do? And to some degree, I'm sure Dean is going... Why are you telling me this? 
<laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that thing about poker? If you look around the poker table and you can't figure out who the fish is, it's you. It's you. And Rich looks at him and goes, well, sorry to do this, Dean, but you're now the new CEO of Webcom. Congrats. <laughs> In quotes. Yeah. And Rich goes, look, I'm headed down to Ridgefield. I'm headed up to Ridgefield, Connecticut today, right? Because the CEO just resigned, so I've got to go show the flag. i got to go talk to those guys. And I need you to come with me for introductions. And of course, now Dean is going, yep, definitely not a normal day. Yeah. Uh-oh. All right. So you pick us up from there. Yeah. So look, on the ride up, Dean's thinking about Webcom. Dean knows a little bit about Webcom, right? It's been part of the firm for a few years. Okay. He knows that the CTO uh, is a gentleman named Samir Rashwani. And Samir's a really smart guy. He's been a, and a real evangelist for the Fast Trader platform, uh, which he's led technically for some time. I mean, he was a founder. And Dean's hoping Samir's not going to you know, run off and join Alex and leaving. And he assumes this is part of the goal for this trip is, is to retention. get a hold of Samir. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. So he's thinking about, you know, people leaving. And it starts to dawn on him. It's exactly what you said earlier, Mark. It's the startup being acquired, you know, kind of left to their own devices. They have valuable new technology. They're valued by the markets. And then boom, right? Markets lose some interest. The startup is no longer so sexy. The parent company can't really let the startup be a startup much longer from a cost perspective. Right. What can be salvaged? Who stays? Who goes? How resilient is what we have remaining? Um, and moving people to a new location, this is always hard stuff. Yeah, good. Okay. So, you know, besides Samir, Dean has in his mind, there are some three or four people they really have to make sure they reach out to and and understand where their heads are at. Walk us through those three or four, yeah. Yeah, let me go through, right? First one, head of products and service, obviously head of products and service, right? Pam Wilson, and she and her product owners, her team, they are the drivers of the vision behind the functionality that is Fast Trader, okay? They really get what the customers want. And when you say functionality, you mean what customers need and want, not the not the underlying tech functionality of code and so on. Pam's not a tech person. No, it's functional, right? Got it. So I mean functionality in the definition of functionality, right? Really the features um, that they want going forward, they're familiar with changes in market rules, uh, changes in technique and things like that that really is going to be needed to develop this fast trader product to be the, to be, you know, market competitive, right? Cool. And over time, you know, Pam's a pretty senior person. She might be able to take on a larger role. So Dean's particularly interested in getting to her. Good. The head of testing and support, Tara Gomez. So Tara's joined, you know, more recently um, since the merger two years ago. And her team is, is in the day-to-day -day rigorous testing, support, understands where all the support tickets are, what the hot items are, things like that. So tactically, she's a very important person to get with and to spend time with. Yeah. Hey, can I just make a, make a mention here, guys? When Dan and I were writing this case, we realized that you guys, licensees will be able to download it, but, but if you're a non-licensee, you're only able to hear it audibly. And that's different than having a five-page case printed out that you can refer to. So we tried to make it a little bit easier by, and by the way, naming people is surprisingly hard. 
You don't want a bunch of Bills and Joes and Janes. It just doesn't seem right. But we did something a little extra, and hopefully you've heard it. You'll notice that Pam Wilson is the head of products and services. And you've probably already figured this out, guys, but I'm just trying to be helpful. Whereas Tara Gomez is the head of testing and support. You're also going to hear in a minute from Dan about Victor Dillon, who's the head of visual design. Okay. And L Giddings, L with an E, is Alex's, the CEO, just retired CEOs, or resigned CEOs, executive assistant. So that may make it a little bit easier. We'll mention a couple of other people, but those are sort of the, at least in Dan's mind, as he sketched this thing out, the, the four key people we're thinking about right now. Okay. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Right. So pick up right where you left off. Yeah. Head of visual design, Victor Dillon. And Victor and his team handle all the look and feel, aesthetic aspects for the Fast Trader platform, understand what the traders need, and they pioneered the multi-language support that enables this platform to be rolled out all over the world. Okay. Okay. And then lastly, but not least, Elle Giddings, she was Alex's executive administrative assistant. Dean's going to need to spend time with her on logistics of the building, management, contracts, things like that. She also has everybody's calendar, so he needs to really build a strong relationship with her. I would imagine, too, those are the four people he's focused on, but there's also the state of the business to consider. How are the customer relationships? What was the timeline for upgrades? How is support handling requests? How many requests, how quickly they were resolved, and so on. What operational metrics were tracked? What did those metrics say about efficiency and productivity? Now, remember, guys, these are all things in this guy Dean's mind as he's going down there. Were there opportunities for margin growth? I mean, you might be thinking, I just need to save the company. Yes, but saving the company may not be having the result not be zero. Maybe saving the company is changing the pricing so that we actually get full value for it. You can't think that your goal in this situation, or typically Rich, your boss, if you're Dean, the CEO, is not going to say to you, just save it. It's not, no. I avoided losing it. That's not a win. It may not be a loss, but it's not a win. So in this case, as Dan alluded to, there's the drive, the drive up to Ridgefield. There's lots of unknowns here. And as I told Dan, including what the heck Dean's going to do. <laughs> Exactly. All right, you pick up. Keep going. All right. So, so you know, they have to do the the intro meeting. Yep. So Rich Rogers, CEO, goes up there, and his introduction of Dean is is pretty boilerplate stuff, right? It's the your leader has departed, and here's what we have. So he's going to cover the things that that he should cover, right? One, sorry to see Alex leave. Obviously, they are. Yep. Right. We value the team. We really want everybody to stay. But frankly, yes, we are over time going to move this group to the headquarters in White Plains, 90 minutes away. But again, we want you to stay. We're not doing this because, you know, we want we want people to leave. Right. Fast Trader is a terrific product. And the new CEO is Dean Morgan. He says this unambiguously. And how many employees are we talking about here to give people some scope? About 70. About 70? 70 employees, right? So that's, you know. Small, small software yeah. for everybody, you know, after thinking all this stuff in the car, right? And clearly a little bit of a, um, I'd say a hot landing zone, right? Yeah. And then Dean basically goes through similar things that Rich just said, 
paying particular attention to, hey, this is the team. It's been very successful. These are the people we see taking webcom into the future, no matter where it's located. Yeah. Probably you have to say that, right? You don't go in and yeah. say, look, if you don't want to stay, let me know now and I'll boot you out the door. And <laughs> Yeah. If you're exactly. not a team player, we don't want you. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, not, not the forum, I, I would think, right? So they do a Q&A, as you do after these. Um, and and you know, Rich took the questions for the most part. And so many of the questions, Rich's answer was, that's for Dean to decide. So he made it known. Yeah. That is cool. If you don't know it, guys, that is really cool of Rich to do. Because what could easily have happened is Dean's standing there with Rich. Rich gets asked the questions. Why wouldn't you ask the CEO? Because Rich is Dean's boss. Although technically we have two CEOs, but one reports the other one. You'd ask Rich, the head boss. And if Rich said, oh, we're going to do X, we're going to do Y, we're going to do Z, he's cutting out degrees of freedom of Dean's movement. So in that sense... Dean is getting a gift there from a boss who knows the right answer to these questions is, that's for Dean to decide. Yeah, it is absolutely a gift, but make no mistake, this is not a soft entrance. Roll power front and center, Dean's in charge. Yeah, so there wouldn't be any question of who was in charge, but the question might end up being, what would there be left to be in charge of? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I'll pick up here for a little bit. So on uh, first full day, Thursday, uh, Dean gets there at seven in the morning. He drives up super early, right? It's a 90-minute drive. He lives down near White Plains, right? Only discover the building's locked, and he doesn't have a key. L, Alex's executive assistant, shows up at 8.30 and immediately resigned, by the way, while letting him into the building and saying she's going to uh, see, I'm sure Alex is going to start something new, and I'm going to go work with him. And so Dean said, hey, thanks for letting me know. And maybe we can talk uh, next week about a transition process, right? She, she resigned, but she didn't say, I'm leaving this minute, right? That would have, that's a particularly unprofessional thing to do, although it does certainly happen. Dean then, of course, is let in at 8.30, and he realizes over the course of the next couple of hours, most folks arrive between 9 and 10 in the morning. Tara Gomez, again, she's in charge of testing, said, hey, by the way, boss, you shouldn't expect people in an earlier because we work 60-hour weeks around here, sometimes even later, and people like the flex time. You get rid of the flex time, people aren't going to like it. Dean then met with Pam, the products person, from 10 until 1, three hours. But that makes sense in terms of she was a high-level person that you really wanted to connect with, and she has some upside in Dean's mind, right? Pam was well-prepared and thorough. Dean learned that many planned features and upgrades were overdue. Many affiliates, which is what they call customers, but basically they're internal customers who pay Webcom for the Fast Trader platform, an internal economy of merit, uh, the parent company, that many customers, internal customers, were late on paying for features and services. Some of them, like, pretty seriously, but he didn't get enough details because there's not enough time. Tara was supposed to handle that, the testing person, but Pam seemed to suggest that it wasn't going well, Tara doing that. <laughs> so let me uh, let me pick up from here, right? Okay. So now we have two resignations. I, this is my favorite part. So Tara Gomez interrupts him at you know around 3 p.m. and says, hey, Dean, would you like to go for a ride? All right. So he gets in the car with uh, Tara, you know, go out to the parking lot, 
get in her car, and they go driving. And he's wondering, you know, where, where are we going? They pull up at a farm, an actual farm, where virtually the entire staff is all arriving there. And uh, Dean says to Tara, you know, what's this? You know, yeah. what's this about? And she said, you know, for two hours every Wednesday, we go horseback riding as a company to ease the tension. Alex set this up a year ago. It's something that he's always done for us. And we do this as a team, as a team building thing. Dean asks again, every week, the answer is yes. We do it weekly, weather permitting, horseback riding. Now, okay. So finally, after an hour or so, Dean is able to hitch a ride with somebody and gets back to the office. And he notices that most of the staff actually didn't come back to work after the horseback riding. And he's thinking to himself, what happened to the flex time in the 60-hour weeks, right? And part of the reason for the the horseback riding then is that this day of the week, there are conference calls with customers based on time zones. And there's a 7 p.m. call. And right before the call, uh, or actually when the call started, Tara announced there were 12 items to get to on the agenda. And the agenda she'd only sent out minutes before the call. And there are, you know, 20 people on this call. The call was actually contentious. And um, some raised voices on both sides of the speakerphone, which are never good because raised voices drown out the other side. Uh, speakerphones are the devil's spawn anyway. And the webcom team in Dean's mind, and he doesn't know everything yet, but he feels like they're unable to answer reasonable questions about support and technical issues. And they're talking to a firm in Australia and the CEO, let's call him Simon, asked to speak to Dean later privately. Now, Simon, who's the CEO of the Australian affiliate customer, says, look, I'm sorry, but Fast Trader is becoming increasingly unreliable. It was good in principle in the beginning and worked pretty well, but with all the upgrades being behind and so on, I, you know, it's simply something I can't count on. And when things start slowing down in a product called Fast Trader, that's bad. And I can't get my brokers to do, to use it. They're cobbling together other solutions. He says, I'm actually thinking about going to your boss, Rich, to get corporate funding for them to build their own software, which of course would totally be against what Fast Trader and Webcom does. He said, at the same time, my person who supports me is Tara, not Pam. And he was told, the only person that can talk to you about your support issues and needs and so on, technical stuff and bugs and features and fixes and so on, is Tara. And he had not been able to talk to Tara for the last six months, couldn't get her on the phone. And Dean says, okay, how about if you and I talk every week, a one-to-one, -one, just so I can keep track of what your experience is, your needs, so on, rather than not being able to talk to Tara or Pam or anybody else, you could talk to me. And Simon's like, great, I'm surprised, but okay, great. Because um, Simon knows full well that he may ask for the money. I assume this is the case. Simon may ask for the money from Rich, but he may not get it. So that's a good first day at work, huh? On the new job. Yeah. And by the way, just correct one thing. Dan said that the horseback riding was Wednesday. Just to be clear, guys, that was Thursday we were oh, describing. Oh, that was Thursday. That was right. Thursday, yeah. Good. Okay. Exactly. So you take Friday. So Friday morning, Dean uh, goes into the office, and this time he can get in. Right? Yeah, good. Goes to office, eh, more, more regular time, about eight o'clock, sits down at his desk, 
and Samir knocks on the door. And he's happy to see Samir because he hadn't gotten a lot of time with Samir yet, the CTO. Samir walked in, dropped a piece of paper on his desk and said, I'm resigning. I'm leaving now. Wow. Not professional. Not professional, not unexpected, but not having a transition time is unexpected for Dean. So uh, he's taking a breath, looking out the window, drinking some coffee, and he hears raised voices from the conference room. All right. So he walks over uh, and can hear through the conference room door a conference call going on. And he just walks in and is Tara and one of her uh, testing team members having a raised voice argument with a large customer, obviously in the UK. Okay. And at one point, Tara literally says the words, no, you are wrong. You're not telling the truth. Wow. Yeah. So Dean breaks into the call and says, hey, guys, there's a building emergency. We actually need to leave. And he says to the people on the, on the phone, uh, listen, I'm sorry. We have an emergency here in the building. You guys are okay if we leave, right? We, we'll call you back later. Their answer was absolutely fine. Do what you need to do, mate, right? Hangs up the call. And he turns to Tara and the direct report that's with her and says, there's no emergency. <laughs> I love this. By the way, I want that level of sangfroid, right? That I, <laughs> that I can do that. As opposed to breaking in and saying, hang up the phone. Yeah. There's absolutely no emergency. And they're looking at him and he says, but I'm not going to tolerate calls like that with customers. And before we get into a debate, let's talk later. I need some space. You need some space. Yeah. Let's take this on later. I'll get you a time. I always admire that when people know, yeah, I could talk about this right now and I'm feeling energy to talk about it right now. But the question about the energy you're feeling and the value of the outcome of that conversation is, Better to delay. Let cooler heads prevail tomorrow or later in the day or whatever. Yeah. So he walks out of this and he realizes he had just scheduled time with Samir's team, right? They knew about his resignation by now. And he just wanted to get them in a room and, and spend some time with them. But, you know, coming out of this conference room incident, his head spinning a little bit. And Samir's resigned. An hour before. Yeah. And so it's reasonable to assume, I'm guessing, that Dean's thinking would be, if I'm putting myself in Dean's shoes, I'm thinking, this is not going to go well. If Samir had been professional and say, look, I'm resigning, but I know you need some transition stuff, a courtesy professional prof professionalism, I'll stay for the next two weeks. The fact that Samir resigns and that Samir is the tech leader, the assumption will be that the tech conversation, the meeting, could be confrontational, difficult, challenging some way. That's what I read as I started thinking about we were putting this together. It immediately occurred to me, and that's what you should have in your head because that's probably what Dean had in his head. And you know what, Mark? That didn't happen. Okay, good. He gets in the room. These guys knew their stuff. They were positive. They really demonstrated an ability to just walk up to a whiteboard and break things down so he could really feel the knowledge coming off these guys. They seem to have pretty reasonable plans for upgrades and for fixes for things that were more tactical and a pretty good and doable future laid out for the platform that was along the lines of what Pam had briefed him on the day before. These guys were pretty excited that Dean was having this meeting with them. They seemed eager to get to work and thankfully, to stay. Yeah. 
Okay. So nobody resigned. No, this was a great meeting. It's the first like really good moment. Yeah. I would say though, you, you go back, if you helicopter up to 30,000 feet or whatever, you could say Pam's meeting actually was pretty good for Dean. Three hours going over stuff. Yeah, there were problems, but then she resigned at the end of it. This one seems to be good on all fronts. That's good. Okay, talk to us about the meeting with Victor. Okay, so Victor Dillon, visual design. He comes in and says, look, we talked a little bit yesterday about what I do. Sat down and just gave him a demo. Here are all the sites. Here's how it works. Here's how we've changed the look and feel over time. Here's where we're taking it. Check out this cool, click on the flag, change your language, multi, uh, multi-language capability. He said, here's our design process from conception all the way through to implementation. He did express the need to, to spend more time with the overseas customers to really understand what they needed. But look, Victor was professional. He stated that, you know, he's an artistic guy. He was a, a visual arts major and that his background really fit what he did and he liked it. And he was planning to stay with the firm. Okay, good to hear. That's a small win there. Good. Two in a row. So I'll take it from here. So Tara, so Dean runs Tara in the hallway. Tara's the testing person. And Tara complains that very directly says, I don't like the fact that I wasn't chosen to run Webcom since Alex left. And probably would have been chosen to be the CEO if she hadn't been a woman. And she knew she was more qualified than Dean, certainly. And to his credit, Dean immediately says, okay, I've I've got a potential red flag issue here, an HR issue. So he suggested she spend some time with Hannah in HR to make sure her concerns were noted. Not not really sure there was much you could say in the moment about that. That's a good step back moment, though. Yeah. So, guys, that was Dan teaching me a little bit about executive life by recommending we put that into the... Uh, into the case study. So then Dean goes on and he really starts getting a sense based on the little snippets of conversations he's having and so on. There's very little to almost no intercommunication among the leadership team between Pam and Tara and Victor and Samir and Alex and so on. Uh, The monthly leadership meeting was often postponed. L the EA, didn't talk to Samir, the CTO. Tara didn't appear to be on top of things, didn't like talking to others frequently, said it's none of your business. And then it was generally, he felt like, a way more hostility than would be present. It's okay for people to disagree, but there's a difference between disagreeing and hostility. He felt like there was hostility. Further, late on Friday... After having focused on people and process to some degree for the last couple of, last day, late on Friday, the CFO of the parent of Merit, Fran Smith, Fran CFO, gave him, unfortunately, some more bad news at the end of the week. Sales projections for Fast Trader right now are flat for the year after two years of strong growth, but the pipeline's not strong, so flat may become down soon. Only about 50% of the staff, remember this is a 70-person company, only about 50% of the staff build their time, which is part of the employee handbook. You bill your time. 
and they were over budget on maintenance and under budget on development projects. The Webcom T&E budget was already 20% over the annual. <laughs> the annual budget. Yeah, it's not good. There's so much for Thursdays on horseback. Yeah. It's almost like you couldn't make that up, even though we put this together. Customer invoices, over $4 million were in arrears or dispute. That's $4 million that the company is owed that they're not collecting. And by the way, folks, if you don't know it, companies go out of business for providing services and billing people that they don't get paid, or they provide services and they don't bill, and they're owed money and they go out of business for that reason. Overall, right now, the company is forecasting $8 million over a $52 million total expense budget for the year. That's pretty big. So let's get to the nub of it. Next week, guys, you are Dean Morgan, looking at the future of Webcom as part of Merit Financial Technologies, where you work. You're new to the business, and you've basically now got two days worth of observations and notes in this case study format we've been sharing with you. You know it'll take some time to get the organization where you want it to be and assimilate it, but you have to start somewhere. So briefly, maybe a few sentences or bullets, longer if you want, but we may choose to edit in the interest of time and respect for your listening hours. List the first four actions that you would take next week to get the process started. Just four. And I encourage you to send your notes to mahorstman at manager-tools.com. It would really help us if you could put case study in all caps in the subject line of the email to help our email triage. Uh, I get hundreds of emails a day and uh, M.A. Horseman gets, will get looked at by the people and Dan and I will be reviewing every single email, putting them together in some sort of coherent format and walking you through all the answers. Those of you who are longtime listeners probably remember one of our more famous casts called the Juggling Koan cast, where we asked for your input and then shared the name of the person who responded and what their response was. I promise you folks, this is a tough situation we've put you in. We're not going to belittle you. We're going to try to agree with you when we can. We're going to tell you what we like and what we don't like about your, your recommendation or your idea about what to do. But if you're feeling a little bit like, gosh, there's so many things, what should I do first? That's exactly what you would be feeling in real life. And, you know, practice the way you're going to play. I just wrote in things I think I think this week about Francesco Molinari, the guy who won the the, the Open Championship uh, and became champion golfer of the year. And one of the things that has improved his game is something called practicing around something called desirable difficulty, meaning don't just putt. Actually have a goal of making six out of seven putts from eight to 10 feet. Now there's some pressure on you. So that pressure you're feeling is okay. Don't make it be about the pressure come up with a solution. I mean, come up with a draft and then let it sit for a day before you then edit it a little bit more and change it around and so on. And one other thing that I've learned in my professional career, don't assume that somebody else has the right answer and you're searching for it. Think back to our cast last week where we walk you through case studies. You don't need to have the right answer. It's the approach 
and your analysis and your your ideas that are valuable. And even if you only get 75% of it right, the 25% you get wrong may be muted by how right the rest of your solution is. Don't let your fear of being wrong paralyze you. Make some decisions, think it through. If you're a licensee, read the case again. Listen if you're not a licensee. Put together some recommendations, respond to us. If you send us five pages, we're probably not going to read five pages. That's why we ask you to be brief, but we'll do our best to read every single response we get. And we look forward to it. And next week, we'll share them with you. Dan, this was the first. Thank you so much for being part of this and playing such a significant role in terms of helping me craft and write and make the case study have some verisimilitude while at the same time drawing on the realities of these kinds of situations in the corporate world. Oh, happy to do it, Mark. Happy to do it. This is fantastic. We're going to have a lot of fun. Full disclosure, guys, if you're a licensee, of course, you can download the written show notes, which give you the details of the cast, and you can read it uh, rather than having to re-listen. And also, we admit, because we expect the number of responses to be large, uh, we will be giving precedence to licensees' responses. So licensees, please take your best shot. See you next week, folks.